Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is in for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! On a cold and blustery Saturday evening, our mighty Cox took on the might of the Melbourne Storm. It was Bellamy versus Robinson, Robinson versus Bellamy. Who would get the upper hand? Well, what a game it was. Our boys put on a performance fans can be proud of. Did we get the result? Not again. But if you listen to the press conference, Coach Robinson talks about desire to win. And you could see the desire to win was out there all night. The crowd looked like it was 1,235, but the record says 12,935. It was a great night up on the captain's club as Silky and Bells were rugged up with their roosters' scarves, beanies, and Silky in his leather patches. Tonight, Bells is missing from Roosters' Radio, but Paddy the producer, a young debutant on Roosters Radio, just like the great Joseph Sawali, is just getting better week to week and each podcast. Well, speaking of Sawali and Sam Walker, what about a bit of teenage magic? We're going to talk about that and all more. Welcome to Roosters Radio, Silky. Welcome to Roosters Radio, Paddy. In a week, we can hold our heads high as the former ball boy that trudged the sidelines many a week, Silky, and let him out with a lot of frustration, a lot of joy. How did you see it? Well, good afternoon and good evening and welcome to another episode of Roosters Radio. And uh, yeah, Bush, a pretty fair appraisal of uh, Saturday night. It was cold, I'll give you the tip. And uh, yeah, those leather patches did keep me warm. But I've got to say to the 12,000 that attended, good on you. And it was a good game of football, a seesawing affair. Uh, You know, the Roosters scored the first try and what a beautiful try it was. We saw Keary... Go to Sam Walker, kind of, Munster came uh, up in the defence, mm. kind of ran through that gap, onto Manu, onto Suwali for his first try. And from there, as we saw, Suwali making two try-saving tackles. I'm, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Absolutely. But look, a tough loss, a 12-point turnaround, if you will, like, you know, in the dying minutes of the match, uh, Sammy Walker puts that little chip over for all intents and purposes. Satili, it looked like all he had to do was just catch the ball and put on the ground, and uh, that pretty much would have been all she wrote. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, and uh, the Storm marched up the field and scored a try. Uh, final score, 26-18. But, you know, as you said, uh, a gutsy performance against the second-best team in the comp. You know, the past couple of weeks, we, we've played two of the top sides, and we've competed with them for the 80 minutes. So I think that's one of the positives to take out of the match. Yeah, absolutely. I really think we're building. And speaking of building, young man building his career on the podcast scene, Paddy, the producer, long-term Roosters fan, and uh, quite a good judge of football and not a bad footballer himself in his day. Big man. Paddy, what do you think? Boys, from what I remember, I was up on the halfway under under Robbo in the open-air box, unlimited alcohol. So from the patches I do remember of the <laughs> night, uh, as you mentioned, Sawali making those two beautiful try-savers, and then Sammy Walker at the other end three minutes later with a little grubber and, yeah. and puts it down. So to see the, the young teens stand up, 
again, we were just inches away with that Satili. Unfortunately, we all actually jumped up. We As soon as he kicked the ball, we assumed it was a try. So we've all jumped up. We're celebrating. We turned around and Melbourne and got the ball in the 30. Everyone's going, well, what's going on yeah. there? But we look back at the replay. But you know what? I thought we stuck it to him pretty well. And obviously with the HIA in the halves, it, it, that wouldn't help yeah, anyone. Them, so yeah. exactly right. So well, it both kind of, of throws everyone... Yeah. Throws everyone out of out of whack a little. So I think we put up a great performance, boys. Oh, yeah, I've got to tell you some highlights for me. Joey Manu, when he stepped into that 5'8 role, just seemed to, uh, you know, come alive. And there's a lot of fans out in there on some social channels suggesting that Joey should make a permanent move to 5'8. Look, Sawali, the way he defended, you look at the press conference and you hear the way Coach Robinson talks about his will to compete. It was incredible. You know, forget about youth, forget about speed. Not everyone wants to do that. And I think he pointed that out, Coach Robinson, in the presser. And that was just an above special effort. Then he comes in, puts a belter on the Melbourne Centre, and I thought, wow, he is something special. And each week we get to just go for the joyride. And you you look on that, I mean, it was an amazing effort by him. And then you look when he's over the line, I think it was Hughes nearly puts a ball down and Teddy's foot just comes out from the back and flicks it up. So Amazing, isn't it? I mean, uh, Sawali gets all the attention as he deserves, but that little flick with a foot from Teddy as well was special. Boys, I just want to make a note of another great performance, Sammy Walker. That little bit of individual brilliance where he put the chip over the top, regathered wow. and scored. You know, that was uh, Phil Blake-esque of the 80s. Uh, you know, it was just a great bit of vision uh, and a great try. Look, he put the chip over at the death there for uh, Satili. So uh, I thought he played well. You know, there's been a lot said uh, during the media this week about the the high shot that he copped and he had to go for the HIA. You know, I think it's part of footy. But um, a couple more notable mentions, Natty Butcher, he topped the tackle count with 56. He was great. Um, yeah, he was great. And I thought uh, Teddy, uh, you know, from the back coming back from origin. In fact, all our Roosters origin stars, I thought, um, played well, but Teddy, he ran for 239 metres. Boys, one thing I did want to bring up with you, we've talked on this show a a fair bit about discipline and completions. I think at the first half when it was, you know, it was a tight game. I mean, it was a tight game throughout, but we were completing at about 82%, I think, in the first half. And I think we finished the game at 78%. So that just demonstrates to you how important holding on to the football is. Because as soon as you drop below 70s, you're not in the race, particularly against uh, the top teams. Yeah, they'll make you pay. And, you know, just on that note of origin, Silky, I thought for both teams to have all their stars come back and be available was a pretty solid effort. You know, they, they really dug deep. And it must be difficult to come back from a Wednesday night where they just bash oh, each other. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Lindsay Collins, I mean, the way he come back up front and, 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 you know, full credit to the Melbourne crew that, yeah. that, that got back in there for start and of Toops. origin and, <laughs> and, and Daniel Tupu, I mean, you know, Toops' try saver at the beginning of the match, unbelievable. And, you know, in the early, early part of the game, um, you know, he's just going from strength to strength. He's having a Benjamin Button season. He's going back to, Toops is, is getting on in his career, but he's in career best form. Mate, I think it just comes back to that. Those players are there in the big moments. Mm-hmm. There was a high ball that Toops took. Uh, in the first half. It was absolutely brilliant. And, of course, look, Sawali's doing it each and every week. So um, we're blessed to have some amazing wingers at the moment. We've got, we're got blessed to have some some outside backs as well in Joey Manu and, and uh, James Tedesco. And, uh, you know, we've got some good forwards, uh, one of which is going to come on tonight's show. Very happy to announce making his debut tonight yes. is the one and only Fletcher Baker, who uh, I'm really looking forward to speaking to. Yeah, looking forward to chatting with Fletcher. Uh, just speaking of good forwards, I thought Crichton played pretty well. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was just... Pulling a bit more depth, running onto the ball. And you know what? I think he might have played himself into a Blues jersey. 
Well, big I'd call, say. Patty. Yeah. yeah, I like that, Pat. I said it on the weekend. I don't think he played himself into a Blues jersey before last week. No, did I. But did I? I think last week showed that he's worthy of a Blues jersey, if he that, was, yeah, if he that makes just, sense. I'm with you. I, who, I didn't who disagree. Gonna get, who's going to get... The, Tarek Sims. Um, Tarek Sims. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and can I say this, and, and not because we're, you know, one-eyed, devout Roosters fans and, and we are shameless about it. I think Crichton deserves it. I think he, he demonstrates that he can handle origin. He dem- Just something this year hasn't quite clicked for Angus, I don't think, in the way he plays. Yeah. He's played well, but he not hasn't played standard. great to what we can yeah. see him. And I'm not sure. I don't know if that one arm sleeve is <laughs> hiding an injury of sorts or it's covering up something that we don't know about that he's carrying that's impeding his game. But the other day, he seemed to let free of that. Yep. Previous games, I sort of, I didn't know. I'm trying to go, is he injured? Yeah, he looked a bit half done, didn't he? He did. And I think, uh, you know, the game against Melbourne, he really stood up. He took them tough coordinate carries, as I like to call them, um, that Boyd was so famous for. He was really in and about everywhere. And I think he sent a message to Coach Fittler, as is Sam Walker. And uh, But I think you're right, Paddy. Angus is certainly going to be in the mix. Guys, just another quick thing before we go to our first break. It was a real pleasure to host all the people up in the Captain's Club, but um, we had the pleasure of interviewing Jake Friend, uh, who gave some amazing insights. And the room, Bush, as, as you'll appreciate, yep. was quiet for the whole 10 to 15 minutes that Friendy was up on the stage. Ask him a question about what Billy Slater, Cam Smith and Thurston will bring and, and Cooper Cronk will bring to that um, Queensland State of Origin side. He said he won't really be coaching him, but collectively they've got 100-plus Origin games in them. They know collectively how to get them right when they need to run out. It was a really amazing insight into kind of the inner sanctum of how Queensland work. And and also it was good to see uh, Mad Roosters radio fan Adam Cant up there with his two young yeah. kids. So, uh, Adam, uh, I know you listen every week, mate. So uh, good to see you up there at uh, the Captain's Club. Yeah, big shout out, Adam. Thank you for listening. That makes three of us, so including Pat. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Patty and I tipped, unfortunately, with our heads a Queensland win and with our hearts we were going for the Blues because I think that Billy Slater factor you can just see it in the way he coaches just to digress for a second and and you're right Silky gets him up for the game but look no dissimilar we'll be able to bring those lessons back you got Lindsay Collins uh, you know coming back from the Queensland camp um, with those lessons and you can see how much it benefits his game and you've talked about this Silky what a better player he's come back so we do benefit it's great to have a well, Queenslander Solali, mate. Well, unbelievable and, and it's great to have a Queenslander in you know around that successful culture, come back to the Roosters, and that will spur on uh, our next guest, Fletcher Baker, and and young Nat Butcher, and these other players. I, I agree, but I think the biggest news to come out of State of Origin too, boys, is uh, the fact that we're hosting at the Clovelly Hotel. Absolutely, <laughs> can't wait for that. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. Now, Patty, you know what I'm looking forward to? What's that, Silk? The second State of Origin. Coming to us from Perth, but we'll be live at the Clovelly Hotel. We absolutely will. Join us from 7pm with prizes, crowd giveaways, and you know what my favourite part is? VB Jugs. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, it's going to be a great night. Plenty of football, plenty of big screens, and plenty of fun. We've got pass the ball competitions. We've got trivia and all that and more. So join me, Patty, maybe a few other special guests, big fella. Yeah, let's see. We'll keep it quiet for the time being. If you would like to book a table, tickets are going fast. Contact theclovellyhotel.com.au. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And joining us now from the back porch, it looks like, Paddy. Well, he's one of my personal favourites. He's one of the big boppers of the Roosters, and it's been great to see him get more minutes over the past couple of weeks. It's a very warm welcome for the first time on Roosters Radio, the one and only Fletcher Baker. Fletcher, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. 
Now, you've got a bit of a different background to probably most footballers uh, that we interview. You didn't start playing rugby league until you were 15 up in uh, up in the Hunter. You're a Musselbrook Ram junior. But uh, before rugby league, mate, what were the sports that you played? I uh, played a little bit of touch football, but for my normal sport, I ended up playing soccer. I played soccer from, I think, around six, six years old, and I played for the uh, Musselbrook Eagles. Right. And, mate, we know you're a big bopper. Like, we've uh, we've... <laughs> We've stood next to you and we're, uh, you know, we stand there in awe. Now, when you started playing rugby league in the under-15s, were you a big kid then? Were you the one they always pass the ball to to score all the tries? Nah, nah, I was just really, like, big and lanky, to be honest. I was never – it took me a while to fill into my frame. I think I'm still filling into it. But, yeah, I had this growth spurt around 14 and I just looked a little bit awkward. I was just taller. <laughs> bit like Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, it is a bit late to start, especially rugby league, a contact sport, everything like that. Was there a distinctive moment? Did you watch a game and thought, you know what, I really want to give this a go? What what got you into league? So, when I was younger, my um, I used to love watching my dad play football, and he was he was at Manly for their reserve grade team, and I used to just love Manly purely because of my dad. And then he never – he did the exact same as me. He played soccer till he was around 14, 15, and – I think it was more of dad's choice, but obviously I was blind to it. I didn't really care. And then I got my first taste in school football. I did a couple games there, but then I ended up going to the Mustard Rams in 2015. And from there, mate, you got junior representative honours with the Knights. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I um, I think it was my first year. I ended up getting into the, um, the summer squad there and I trained, carpooled it with a couple of mates and we trained all um, all summer there and Ended up trialing, I think it was against Manly, to be honest, or, or Tigers. And, um, yeah, I got dropped. I did the same thing in the SG ball side too. I um, did the summer squad and then I got dropped after um, after the first trial. So I ended up just going, you know what, Newcastle's not for me, obviously, at this age. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get picked up. I was playing school, school football for the um, Northern team and I got picked up there at a carnival. So did you come down to Sydney by yourself when you made the move to the Roosters? How was all that? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I um, I was lucky enough to – I came down for a rivalry game. So the Roosters um, housed my parents and I for the first, for that night and we got to go to the game and I got to walk around with Adam Hardigan and um, Nick Pilatus and I was just like jaw-dropped. It was awesome. And then straight away I knew I was going there and when I first moved down here, I moved into um, Story Street, one of the Roosters housing. I think that was with seven other boys and plus a family. So it was a packed house but – I think it's what you need when you first move down here to get to know the environment. So, Fletcher, talk us through a young bloke from the bush, comes to Sydney, gets picked for the Sydney Roosters, turns up to training with the likes of the Boyd Cordners, the Jared Warrior Hargraves. Talk us through what that was like when you turn up to training for that very first day. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It was pretty cool, to be honest. I, so, when I first got to the preseason, the bigger boys weren't there, so... I had a couple of mates with me at the same time that were going up through 20s. So I was, felt really comfortable. And then when those boys came, I was sort of like, I don't know. I was crushing on them a bit. So <laughs> I loved it. But I meeting Jared on my first, as I was saying, the rivalry night. I met Jared in the sheds when I was with Nick Pilatus. And it was just, he's the most aggressive bloke on the field, but the most gentle bloke off the field. So he's pretty cool. And I think he does that for all the younger boys. He just takes them in. And I remember meeting Boido, Nuggy, Orbo. They were just... Such good lads, and yeah, I was it was a privilege to get to train with them. I'd never got to play with um, never got to play with Orbo, Nuggy, or um, Boido, but yeah, just to get to know them personally was pretty cool. 
What did you learn off those players? You mentioned Jared Rhea Hargraves. You got Siwa Takiaho, even Collins. I know he's a bit younger, but he's he's a bit of a leader in the squad now. What have you learned playing that front row position from from the likes of those boys? Uh, I think I always played second row. When I first got there, I was a little bit, um, I don't know, I was just a little bit lost. But you get to realise you just follow those boys and they just tick all the boxes. It's pretty basic football for them, but it's just, yeah, you learn everything off them and then it's just basic football, but all those little bumper centres and all that. So I think Lindsay's a prime example. Lindsay's only a young lad, but he's just learnt off Jared and he's pretty professional and he just does his own thing and, yeah. And, mate, you made your debut against the Tigers, and if memory serves me correctly, I think you scored a try. Talk us through your uh, your debut match. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I got That was round two, and round one, um, Siwa was a little bit crook, so um, Robbo tapped me on the shoulder, and he goes, if Siwa's not right, you're, you're playing, and I was just, oh, my God, at, at SCG as well, so it was pretty intense, but the week after, I was lucky enough, I think Angus Crichton was suspended, so I was lucky enough to debut there, but I come on the bench and I think I came on around the 60th minute and I don't know, we were sort of, we had the hand on them boys. So we're rolling the rock really well. And I don't know, it was a good time to debut to be honest. because we're <laughs> But yeah, it was all morning. It was raining and I was like, I didn't care if it was raining. I didn't care, whatever. I was just wanted to get out there. But yeah, I think my try, I got like, lucky. Um, <laughs> Lindsay went straight through and just chucked a grenade over his shoulder and I just <laughs> I didn't even celebrate, to be honest. I looked at the ground and I was just like, surely that didn't just happen. But <laughs> yeah. It was under the awesome. post as well, wasn't it? From <laughs> it was what I remember. Was, it was, under or next to the post? It was so lucky, eh? Like, I haven't scored a try. I've scored two <laughs> tries in NRL and it's purely just like being at the right spot at the right time. And that's what I'm it's all about. Efforts off the yeah. ball, eh? Now, Fletcher, when we speak to a lot of players, they talk about Roosters footy. What does Roosters yep. footy mean to you? Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty basic football, to be honest, but we have a system and I think if we can do our system the way we want to do it, everything just falls into place. So, yeah, I think it's just everyone working together and I don't know. It's a bit of a tough question, to be honest, but I think when we're in our gears, no one can hold us, you know, no one can keep up with us. So if we can keep doing that and be consistent at that, it's just Bruce's football, to be honest. I feel like over the last, say, six weeks, you've progressively improved as a team from what it looks like. Obviously, speaking of players and listening to Robbo in the press conference, you hear the word belief over and over. Watching from the grandstands on the weekend against Melbourne, I mean, you guys were in the game the whole time. How was it on the field? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, to be honest. Like, I think we are continually growing each week. I mean, we got beat by Panthers a while ago and it was just, we played so well as a team, but we just have those little those little lapses in moments and Panthers are a really good team that just when you have a little lapse or a lack of concentration, they just take it like that. And that's the exact same as Melbourne. I think, yeah, they're a quality team and so are we, but I think we beat ourselves that weekend. But yeah, I don't know. We're going to just keep growing and I think towards the back end of the season, we're just going to get better and better. So, Fletcher, just on your own game, mate, we've loved watching you come on and like I said earlier, you got the opportunity to start a couple of weeks ago. What have you learned about yourself? Obviously, you're playing with more confidence, but you seem to be improving each and every week. You seem to be getting more touches. You seem to be getting involved in the game more. What have you learned about yourself this season? Yeah, I think I'm getting some more minutes and starting to understand football a lot more. I know it sounds a bit silly being a front rower, but I actually understand the game a little bit better. But, yeah, I don't know. I just really want to 
continuing to play good football and just get better and better. I don't want to just be the same player each week. I want to just get better at each week. So, I don't know. I think I just need to take a uh, page out of Lindsay's and Jared's book. And they're exciting players. They don't do the same thing each week. So, yeah. What about off the field, mate? What do you do to get away from rugby league? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I just like to hang out with mates. I remember when I first came down here, I was doing... On my days off, I was literally having days off, just being horizontal the whole time. And then I spoke to, I know it was terrible, but I spoke to um, a couple of the other lads, I think like Siwa, Jared and that. And on their days off, they obviously they get horizontal sometimes, but they like to actually do stuff, you know, or recharge your batteries. So yeah, I think going to the beach, I hung out with, um, I went into the club today on our day off and just a little bit of a uh, couple of things, but I hung out with Sawali and Satili, went out for breakfast with them and then went to a recovery joint. So I think just ticking the boxes, but then I just like to get a little bit lazy sometimes too. What about the golf, mate? I know there's plenty of players. I know the big fella, JWH, Teddy, I think Rads, they're all pretty keen golfers, mate. Have you tried your hand at that yet? Uh, yeah, I love golf. I um, I remember I actually played a, what was it? I played a little comp when I was like fourteen or thirteen, and I come dead last. So I didn't play <laughs> golf for ages. But I remember, yeah, when I first came down, I used to with like the seven boys. I used to play golf with them all the time. And then I don't think I'm good enough to play with Teddy and and um, Kieran and all that. Especially AK. AK is a really good golfer, to be honest. Well, they get the free gear, mate. You want to hang around them all, get the free clubs and the and all the all the stuff that comes with that. Yeah, I might start hanging out with them just for the kit. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward to this weekend's game, we've got a big clash with Parramatta. Yep. Obviously, being you, you've got a few few targets running into Regan Campbell-Gillard and, and Junior Borlo as well, two, two origin front rowers, so yeah. good luck with that. <laughs> but what, what's been the talk around the team leading into this week? Uh, not, not so much talk about those boys, I think. Yeah, we're just finding our best football at the moment. They they play really straight football, but they're a little bit ad lib. They play straight with some offloads. So I think defensively, we've just got to tie up and just be on the whole 80 minutes. But attack-wise, if we can just play our game for 80 minutes, yeah, we'll blow them out of water, hopefully. I think that's spot on, mate. I think I've noticed over the past couple of weeks, as, as both of you have said, playing for the 80 minutes is what it's all about. Like in the start of the season, we were... You know, it's fair to say inconsistent, but I, I really believe, to your point, you know, since that Penrith game, we, we've played consistently good football for the for the 80 minutes and, and long may it continue. Mate, really appreciate your time today, Fletcher. Enjoy the rest of your day off, mate, and best of luck on Saturday night. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Roosters fans, if you're looking to somewhere to watch our big match against the Eels, well, look no further. Join us up at East Leagues. There'll be laughs, chats with players from the past, bit of trivia, giveaways, autographs, plus the match up on the giant screen. There's 49% off drinks for two hours after full time, so join me and Bush up at East Leagues, the home of the Sydney Roosters. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, and boys, what a great interview with Fletcher Baker. Yeah, he's an impressive young kid, and he's only going to grow. I mean, you've seen the last year and a half. He's only was... going to grow. He's seven foot tall already. There was a stat he hadn't played in over 600 games during the COVID period. So. Yeah, I found that fascinating. We yeah. we, unfortunately, we didn't ask him about that. We got we got too caught up in uh, in the interview, but yeah, 600 days without um, throwing the Steedon round. 
Yeah, so imagine with a couple more seasons under his belt, he's going to be one to look forward to. Well, he's in the namesake of the great Brian Fletcher, uh, you know, former business partner and a great mate of Silky and I. The way he runs, he runs with purpose and he's always looking and he, to be honest, sometimes he's looking to push the offload, mm. but in recent times and in this season, it's come off. And, and and I think it looks so good when it does come off and he's had that long, long bit of luck there. So let's hope it continues and he picks his moments because he's a great ball distributor. I think that's the point, Bush. It's the ability of the good, the good kind of middlemen to know when to hold on to the football. And I think you're right. Like he, he is looking, but at least he is looking to offload. Absolutely. I much prefer a big man, you know, like a, like a junior polo who we're going to be taking on uh, this weekend who use their body and, and have that ability to slip the pass out. And then you've got the likes of Teddy, Sammy Walker and Kiri, Ed Al that can uh, Just you know, run that. through those, those yep. gaps around the big men. Absolutely. But no, it's good to have him on. Now, boys, Saturday night, Bankwest Stadium, 7.30 kickoff. The Parramatta Reels are hosting us out there. And look, uh, let's not sugarcoat it. They were diabolical uh, last Monday against the Bulldogs. So they're going to turn up baying for blood. And I'm sure the uh, the para faithful will also. In fact, Bush, you're going to take them on out there at Bankwest with uh a couple of your uh, business clients. I'll be up at East Leagues hosting, of course. Uh, so if you're a Roosters fan and you want to uh, watch the game somewhere, please join us up there for uh, all the frivolity, the big screens, and a few retro Roosters as well. But, boys, 7.30 kickoff. How do you see it? Yeah, Silky, you're exactly right. Uh, mate, Jared Ryan in Bricklayer Appreciation Week. The ATC have got Bricklayer Appreciation Week. And uh, to acknowledge that, mate, we're taking a couple of uh, our good clients and work colleagues out. Pity I can't be at my own home ground. Uh, initially at the captain's club, watching it out at the Sydney cricket ground and then just getting the bus up to East Leagues and, uh, you know, just getting to Artie's bar and just knocking back a few. But uh, none to be the wiser, I will be out at Parramatta Stadium taking on the Parafaithful, dressed in my rooster's suit with my pin and just uh, flying the flag with Wayne Leong. And a few changes this week, boys. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Billy Smith coming in for Momorowski. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that was bound to happen just off the back of a few poor performances, unfortunately, for Paul Momorowski. Just a couple a, of defensive lapses. A, if we're being honest, thing, if we're being honest, he needs to rebuild his confidence in that defensive role. He can goal kick as well. He's a terrific player and, and, and you know, he'll make his way back. But one door closes, another opportunity opens. So here's Billy's chance to shine. Yeah, it's good to see him get a go. I mean, he's been pretty riddled with injury, poor old Billy, the last few mm. years. So I think he's a quality first grader. Sam Verrills comes in. I yep. think will be a huge help having a specialist hooker in the in the role. I couldn't agree more. I, I think, look, although uh, Drew Hutchison's doing a, a great job at nine and kind of coming into that uh, role later on in the game, you, you can't beat experience in that role. And just the, the passing from dummy half, I think we need him and it's good to get Sammy back. Let's just hope he can stay on the field. He's had a wretched run this yeah. year with injuries. So best of luck for Sammy because we need you, mate. Absolutely. You think about it now. I think about this when I listen back to our shows. You know, you've got that great intro, Silky, that you've put together and uh, courtesy of the Ruddy Hub Studios, and you hear that Verrill scores a try What you know, in the voice of the beautiful Ray Warren that says, you know, what a moment for the kid. And I think, my God, where's he gone? He's been injured from that. You know, he's been at the top in the penthouse. He's now in the cellar, and here's his chance to come back and reestablish himself as a regular first-grade hooker. So Kiri's been selected. We know he had that head knock. He's been named. But then, funnily enough, Watson and Hutchinson are both on the bench. What do you see is going on there? Yeah, Radio Hub's very own Luke Keary. Um, Look, I'm really not sure. All reports are he wasn't actually knocked out, but, you know, he, he suffered a bit of a, a knee, a friendly fire from Joey Manu. Mm. Uh, they reckon he had a big lump on the back of his head, so I don't know if it was pain. Uh, look, it, it didn't look good when he came off the field. No. Um, so, look. It, it's I think it's precautionary. Say, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll play. 
I don't know. I agree. I don't think he'll play Paddy, and I think this is the reason. I think they're very precautionary with Luke because what happened with Boyd and Jake. And yeah, when you've got sure. it, when you've got to retire two of the best roosters ever, and potentially you know two of the greatest players in the game in their position, uh, then you're going to be very very cautious. And obviously, head knocks are treated very seriously, and so they should be for the longevity of the player. Luke's a sharp, um, you know, he's a sharp tool in the shed. He's going to go into a long business career. Potentially, another guy like they used to say about Cameron Smith could run the NRL. He's a really savvy, switched-on guy. He's studying business and stuff. So, I think they're going to really look after him as he gets a bit older. And there's no need to rush him into a game this week as much as we'd love to have him. Having said that, I hope he does turn up. Look, the Roosters fan in me wants him playing, but you know, uh, as someone who's got his best interest at heart, it's probably maybe worth him having a, a week or two off. Look, we don't know. We're not. We're not there we in don't. the dressing room. So. Whatever they do, I'm sure the Roosters will make the best decision for Luke and the club. Yeah, here's what I do know. He'll want to play. He'll want to say, yeah, mate, it's only sure. a bump on the back of the head. He's as tough as nails. We've seen what he can do. I mean, he stood in front of Russell Crowe and told him to go nicked, so, you know, and he's, he's, he's not scared. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it'd be good to give him the week off. And I know, like you said, there's a lot of fans calling for Joey Manu, but I wouldn't I wouldn't waste him in there. I'd put Hutcho at six and put Kiri to well, seven. let's talk about that, right? Manu's good at six and they're calling for it, right? But I reckon he needs – Joey is just – He's the best center in the world. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think so, this could be the chance to put Hutchinson at six and give Walker nah, that seven that, role. Do you know what nah, I'd love? Nah, that, do you that, know that, my look, dream? They've picked, they've picked Sam Walker as the six for the club moving forward. Agreed. You know, well, I, happens, I, I think they're going to play him at seven. seven. Going to bet on it, Silk. My dream is Sawali from the wing to six, just for one week. Just want nah, to see what he can do. Nah. He was a six. He was a, he was a center. He was a fullback. He was a center fullback 580's whole career. Yeah. I reckon they're going to put Walker to seven if he's out. I reckon Walker to six. Maybe Watson to seven. Well. You know what? Time will tell, boys. Absolutely. Now, boys, enough about picking the football side. What about the result? Yeah, fair point. So you back on track. Look, uh, last week we, we were well, – I was pretty close. So was I. I had it at 18-16, and then we had those two late uh, decisions and, and uh, you know, not much help with a whistle. But yeah. I can certainly say that, um, you know, the result did not reflect – the effort put in by the boys, and I think we could walk out of that stadium head held either. No one was, no Roosters fan was kicking a can. We beat Parramatta convincingly last time, and then we let him back into the game, and that was the time we seemed to be building. I think we got a lot more belief in ourselves and a lot more desire, and the team seems to be clicking, but now we've got some chess pieces moving around the board. So depending on what happens, I think it's Roosters 24, Parramatta 18. Oh, that's nearly the one I went with. <laughs> I'll give you mine, Paddy. I'm the same. I've got Roosters 24, Parra 20. Okay. Right, and so I just close. think there's got to be tri- – look, I think Parramatta um, – They can score and can issue- leak. Yeah, have a few defensive issues. <laughs> I think they've got – teams that play against Parra seem to score points against them, yep. but they've got plenty of points in them also. Absolutely. So, you know, that's my uh, reasoning behind my score prediction. Yeah, I'm going a little bit higher. I agree. I reckon there's going to be some points scored. I'm going to go Roosters 32. Wow. Para 24. 32, 24. Yeah, That's a lot of points. High, yeah. They weren't put, far put off last overs. game. Put we, your overs on. We were in the 30s. Yeah, we were in the 30s last game against Para. Yeah. When we got And we got within a point and then we got that try. So not uh, not too bad, Paddy. Now, some special news this week, Pat, Huge. That uh, we're all excited about. And I think we're going to be out there. Yeah, boy, some massive news coming out during the week. Round 25, Friday night, the good old rivalry, Roosters versus Souths at the brand new and upgraded SFS. Cannot wait. I saw there's a video on Rooster's website. Victor Radley's, uh, you know, been there in attendance. And 
you know, as someone who was at the SCG, I made a comment the other day just when I was in Drive Avenue. It looks like it's pretty much done when you look at the facade from the yep. outside. So, you know, they're probably laying the turf as we speak. There's a couple of cranes still well, there, but, well, here's a you bit know, of can't a, wait. Here's a little bit of interesting. Did you ball boy in 89 when the- No, 88. We, I was there when the, when they first ran out. Here's a little ditty for you. Silky, were you not the ball boy when they went from the old city sports ground to- Henson Park, Bush. We went from Henson well, Park We did because they were uh, building it, but- yeah. But you were ball boy. You were the I, ball boy I that was. ran out. In the, yeah, I certainly was. So yeah. how was that? It was great. I remember. I, I think it was St George from memory. But yep. Yeah, I, I can distinctly remember it. And uh, well, it would have been amazing to run out in the stadium. Yeah, like. it was full of forty odd thousand there, and I'm pretty sure we got beat that night. Yep. But um, yeah, definitely remember it. Yeah, it'd be great if they got Huey McGarn back for the uh, the big match uh, in round twenty five. I tell you what, even better if they got you a white uniform and made you run out. <laughs> Can we get a petition going on that, please? <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Check the show notes, guys. No, they, don't even, they don't even use sand buckets anymore. <laughs> I can hear bells laughing in the Central Coast. Oh, he cut a lot of sand, Paddy. A lot of sand, mate. Yeah. Oh, great times. Well, that's it great for memories. another episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our special guest, Fletcher Baker. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win. East know how to play the game, they play it hard.